You're listening to season two of Love Life Millennials. Have a listen and enjoy. All right. This week we want to talk about communication. So in the last two episodes, we have recently been talking about how to make friends, how to call out to each other to new people, and so I think it would be good for us to explore more on the style of communication, the way we interact with each other. So today I have invited. A friend of mine who has been so kind to join us to also share his thoughts and opinions based on his experiences. He's not necessarily a teacher of communication or anything, but his job is a very interesting one. A job that I think, at the basic, needs a very strong communication skill. So I will let him do the introduction and let let him talk about his job more. So for now, let's welcome Koradit. Hi, apa kabar? Hello. I'm good. Yeah. How are so, you, Andre? Yeah, I am very good too. So, what have you been doing? Are you busy lately? Uh, not really busy. Actually, this COVID-19 make me a little bit less busy. But that doesn't mean I don't have anything to do. Yeah, sure. <laughs> because no, not so much activities going on in Indonesia right now. Yeah? Yes, not so much activities going on in Indonesia and in China also. China is recovering good, but okay. uh, the activities and workload is less uh, this nice. year than than usual. So, Ko, tell me, what is your job? I'm Radit. Uh, I'm a diplomat. Sure. I work for Indonesian Consulate General in Shanghai. Yeah. Uh, I'm a vice consul for the social and cultural affairs. Yeah. I've been working in Shanghai for almost three years, two years and nine months. Wow! So, diplomat. <laughs> what does a diplomat do? Well, what I know is we have five main tasks. It's okay. representing, represent your country, negotiating, negotiate things or tasks or whatever you can do for your country and uh, the country where you posted or where you assigned. Mm-hmm. Reporting, whatever you can report to your country to back to Indonesia. And then protecting, protecting the citizens and mm-hmm. Indonesia uh, interests outside. And also promoting, sure. So promote Indonesia or promote anything that we can promote outside, uh, from culture, social, economic, investment, whatever. Mm, yeah. So, ever since I was a kid, I've always been so interested in this whole working in embassy, and it is also something that I've told you, right? My parents somehow want me to become, but unfortunately, I am not that interested into politics, so I just don't see myself fit in this working environment. From what I heard, you are mostly uh, dealing with uh, the affairs of two countries, right? You want yeah. to promote one to to another. So, how did it start? It started with job vacancy, like in Indonesia called the civil servant, public servant, yeah, PNS, sure. yeah, yeah, whatever it called in outside Indonesia. Civil worker, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and I, I applied for that. But before that, actually, I interested not like you, Andre, but uh, <laughs> I'm interested in politics. I see. I, I want to go to politics. I want to uh, take my major in politics. I see. Since my uh, senior high school, but. I don't accept it in any politics university or major. Sure. And then I go to management, economic management, uh-huh. and then I graduated. But my interest to in politics never go down. I see. I keep it up, and 
I try, I've tried working in, in, in the HR for some for a company for a couple of months and then the this job vacancy for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of mm-hmm. Indonesia in uh, 2012. Yeah, and then I applied and by grace of God in miracle, I passed the exam with more than 20,000 applicants that time and wow. only 59 were selected. 60, 60, 60 were accepted nice. as a diplomat. At that year, mm-hmm. at that year, the other year is different. But at that year, at my year, at twenty thousand more. I don't remember the exact number, but it's sixty people accepted. Okay. It will be a long story. If can I can yeah, tell sure, you sure. another story, but it will be it will cut your your podcast for one hour. <laughs> well, we can always have another episode. But tell me, Cora, did, uh, if I understood this correctly, you said that the selection was filtered based on your major, right? And you just so happen to qualify because you were from the management uh, you had a management degree is yeah, that, yeah, is that yeah. correct yeah I, i'm from economic degree and minor in management uh, human resource at my year in 2012 they opened for the economic major mm-hmm. usually the economic major was available for the accounting and then for the treasury but at my year i don't know by i said by grace of god it's open for economic and management mm-hmm. and then I applied and I got accepted. That is so nice. Like if I had known, I would have applied also. I just wanted to try, you know, being in an embassy. It, it sounds cool, but is it as cool as it sounds? <laughs> well, it's cool. Every job can make it as cool as, as you want. Yeah. Of course, uh, will be some expectation and some the reality. Uh, yeah, reality <laughs> expectation process reality like yeah, maybe if you see in see in movie, diplomats will like having a cocktail party all the time yeah, or yeah, dancing yeah. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's not. <laughs> As I said, we have five things to do. The reporting yeah. is usually the most taking most of the time. Reporting and also representing. Representing not only in the cocktail party or not yeah, only sure. what, what they call not only in the function, but we have to attend some event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to promote Indonesia, yeah, yeah, promote yeah. our country, like for investment or cultural investment. Then we have to prepare a presentation. We have to research mm-hmm. the data and so on from from Indonesia for promoting cultural. Then we you have to be an event organizer. So it's like diplomat is like jack of all trades. Yeah, you have to be, be able, able to do, to do everything. everything, anything, anytime. Like I said, uh, protecting Indonesian. You can, you have to be ready if you. You are in the consular affairs. You have to be ready to get called for emergency if there is, uh, for example, a dead Indonesians or anything happens to Indonesians in 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 your places, wow. in your cities, or in your country. Such a noble job. So you're taking care of our well-beings here in Shanghai. <laughs> uh, I don't hope this anything happen to you. Sure, sure, I, sure. I want it to everyone is to be okay, to be good. Sure, sure. I yeah. don't have to yeah. do a thing. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to be caught in the middle of the night, right? It's yeah. not fun. <laughs> well, it's not fun, but it's happened. <laughs> it did happen. Yeah. Not not for me, not not to me, but to sure. other my colleagues. So you talk about representing. I think it happens to everybody, right? In One way or another, we will have to represent something, either ourselves at the personal level or our company. So how do we do this? Like, I would imagine being in a consulate full of people of high functions and they have like, I just feel like they're like so way above. Maybe this is not true. So maybe you're, you're putting yourself over too much on a pedestal. But was it hard when you first, you know, joined? 
did it take you a long time to adapt to the maybe environment, or the, especially during the formal interactions between you and the other members? It takes some times for me to adapt because, yeah, maybe if you are from university, you just your way of communicating with your colleagues, with your friends, you will talk like casually to to everyone. Sure. And when you work. In Indonesia, it's only maybe in Asia. You will talk more formal. Yeah, you will have to adapt. Report typing. It will be so much different than, than the way the essays or tests oh. that you wrote. Uh -huh. You have to use uh, formal language, right? Yeah. And then that's quite takes some time for me. Uh -huh, But uh -huh. for the way of talking, yeah, of course. Maybe in Indonesia you will use pa or bu or yeah. mas or mba or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but maybe in Europe or the Western country you don't you just say name. It's it's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah just you, different you, you have to you have yeah. to adapt wherever you are. It's quite hard at the first time. It needs some time. Sure. You will be used to it, get used to it if you right. are working. Yeah, it's just like when I first graduated and got my first job, and then I had to report to my director. That in itself was already such. A nerve-wracking experience you know like I don't know how to speak in a formal way especially because I was in an international school so formal Indonesian was never thought to me yeah I just kind of picked it up maybe from some news or from reading the articles or something like that so I was really struggling at that time and especially also during the chatting right mm. I ended up using too much salutation like in yeah, every yeah. sentence I will end it with pa and it doesn't sound natural I don't know like so how did you How did you overcome this obstacle, you know, this struggle? I just get used to it. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> overcome it. It just like, maybe the first time you'll be like, it's quite uncomfortable, but well, that's how you change your way of talking to other people. If you talk to something like, let's say, director, you will be different if you talk to your subordinates or your colleagues, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I just get used to it. Just, just do it every day, every day, every day, every day, like that, and it's not hard anymore. Okay, but maybe you can do that with your colleagues or with your, uh, I don't know how do you call it, in the embassy to your higher-ups. But what if you are dealing with VIPs, like people from other countries, in which I would assume that the stake is much higher, right? Mm. Because there's a partnership that you must close, that you must obtain. Let's say Indonesia wants to partner with another country, mm. and then suddenly you were delegated to represent or to pitch in front of this country then that's not easy right <laughs> well yeah if you are already like me already eight years in this kind of job you will get used to it and uh, you learn from other people you learn from your seniors you learn from the news you learn from whatever you can mm -hmm. wherever it is uh, mm -hmm. any source that you can learn you can learn it Okay. Like if you talk to ministers, sometimes for the first uh, interaction, yeah, of course you will use formal, polite, uh, slow, and then by the time you know him or her, you will know how you interact with them. Mm. Uh, once when I'm still in junior, I'm still new in the job, uh, I become an LO, liaison officer for vice minister of foreign affairs of Cuba, I think, mm. yeah, and and other country, yeah, several times. First time. It's usually like formal, polite. Uh, I'm a little bit afraid. Don't don't talk too much. And then when they open themselves, they become more casual. It'll be easier for you. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. Of course, the first is formal until you see or until you feel that they don't want it too formal, and you can be less formal. But if they keep it formal with you, then you make it still formal mm -hmm. all the time. 
you will know when to change your way of talk with other people after you talk. You're saying after you talk to many people, you you kind of develop the sense of whether this person is ready to become friendly with you, right? Yes. Yeah. Usually, yeah. Asians is more formal. Sure. I don't know what it called in communication, but the high high hierarchy or mm-hmm. high context. Ah, oh, yeah, high context, uh, high context people sure, and sure, low yeah. context people. Yeah, okay, Western yeah. usually low, low context. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So you can call it by by name, but because I'm Asians, I always call them sir, and they said no, you can call me sir. Just call me my name, Miss Donald, for example. No, I cannot because right now yeah. I'm working, <laughs> and I see. it's happened once for with me. But okay. if you are talking to Asians or talking to Africans, usually high hierarchy people, high sure. context people. So you're saying that there's to an extent a degree of professionality that you still need to. Maintain, even though no matter how close you are with your colleagues or with your clients or I don't know how do you call those people VIPs again, you still just have to use proper salutation, use proper greetings, and also formal way. Yeah, so it's it's better safe than sorry. I think it's better use formal, polite than you talk too casual and makes the other person uncomfortable. I see. It's better you talk formal and polite with new person you know yeah. than too casual because if you talk too casual at the first time the person might close themselves they sure. will not open to you it's, yeah. it's, it's like I said better safe than so yeah because you want to have the best impression right so you don't yeah, want to yeah, offend yeah. them it's better for you to be too polite and then they will be the one who voluntarily say hey Radit just call me by my name that was yeah. much better than suddenly someone says Radit Uh, I think you should call me with a sir. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. oh, that's so embarrassing, yeah, that's right? right. That's right. <laughs> It never happens to me. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard for me because I am by nature a very lax person. So it's kind of hard for me to speak very formally. To a degree, I would say that even with my director, sure, I would always call him with sir. But in some cases, I feel like when I try to be me, not to be too formal. The director suddenly they can also adapt. So in this way, I think I say that it also always depends on your on the other person yeah, that you're yeah. talking to. So if they are friendly, then you will find much easier time to talk to them, right? But right. If, if they are a little bit maybe socially introverted or something, and yeah. they're more close, then yeah, it's gonna be hard. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> so like, Koradit, do you yourself have any strategy or tricks or you know? What kind of things that you need to pay attention to when you're talking? Like, is there any certain? You know, I'm a linguist, so we call it linguistic tools for you to employ when you're in a speech, so that it makes yourself more formal and more polite and all those good stuffs. Choice of words. I mean, if you talk formal and casual, the word you choose will be different. Okay. In English, I don't think there's. Too much different in in you and I, but mm-hmm. in Indonesia yeah, it's different ways quite different. And in, even in Chinese, it's different. Like ni and nin, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I know. Some countries have that, but some countries maybe you don't use slang language, you don't use meme or something like that. The the choice of word and language in every language you have to maintain. Be aware of when you talk in a formal way. I think that's it. Mm, trying to. I'm not expert in linguistic. I'm just doing things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, is there any situation in the embassy where, let's say, there is a case where you have to, you know, for example, you know this person is wrong, 
but at the same time you know this person is important for the project for the deal then how would you correct this person if mm. maybe they they said something inappropriate or yeah you're trying to rectify his statement it depends if wrong as wrong in data it's easy to yeah. point out yeah, the mistake but if wrong in the way of talking i don't think it's not need to be uh, a disgrace or dress uh, uh, it's better just for you to just keep it back to yourself yeah sometimes <laughs> it's better like that just okay. keep it by yourself unless you do some mistakes we can talk with a good way like the japanese maybe i don't know you can give advice or in japanese or indonesia you can point someone's mistakes without telling they're doing the mistakes like if you have a bad breath then you give him or her toothpaste or maybe what mouthwash really oh, yeah. it, it, it can be done like that yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. how to talk to to someone in a, another way that you will not harm his or her feelings sure it's yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, formal yeah. or the less direct way but for me actually i'm required direct if i said oh, okay come on your breath is stink i will say it like that but how do you say it in a very polite way uh i will i will ask did you eat something before uh, yeah, yeah you can did say you yeah. eat something before or are you fasting or maybe uh, is your tooth have some problems yeah it yeah. could be done like that just to increase that yeah. to make them aware like oh and, and then if, if, if i ask you like andre did you eat something before what am i have something in my teeth or am my breath stink yeah, yeah, yeah you will ask like yeah like and that it, will, it will make it easier you. for you to just say yeah i think yeah. it might give out a little bit of a bad smell yeah or something yeah like that. that's good that's right ah, i think or maybe if in my work i think if you are doing some mistakes mm-hmm. like uh, bilateral mistakes i think you will talk it bilaterally i mean in a formal situations diplomacy the diplomacy if if someone makes something wrong to your country you can send a letter formal letter to them yeah yeah or you can arrange a meeting with them mm-hmm. talking like yeah you did this i don't like it it can be done like that mm. it can be done like that just so direct and yeah, straightforward and so direct yeah. forward. but it can be like I don't really like these situations. I wish that uh, this could be solved with a good manner later. Yeah. You can search any minister or spokesperson of a country. You will notice that they will say something or, or regret something happened in, in the world by saying that I would like it to be like this. I would like this to be better if mm-hmm. the situation will be like this or solved in a timely manner or solved sure. in good manner or something like that. Yeah, I think that's a, like a good skill that we need to have because the ability for us to tone down the offense that our language could imply, right? That's something that is not easy at all. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. Never, never be easy. But practice makes better, not perfect. <laughs> I don't practice makes better. <laughs> I don't there's never perfect. such thing as perfect. Uh, no such thing as perfect. <laughs> no, okay. But there's one other factor that might also influence you. Like, I'm just imagining, right? Because you're in China. Obviously, we both are not very fluent in Chinese. The language is not our mother tongue. In English, it's also... At any point, it will definitely be limited because we're... That's also another foreign language, right? We might be better at it. So will this intention somehow or sometime be affected by the fact that we 
don't know how to say it in in English. So let's say you can be very polite in Indonesian, of course, you have all the language abilities. But when you want to convey it in English, you lack the vocabulary to do so. Yeah. Does this ever happen to you? And, and how do you try to o- always this? always happen? Even even though in your own mother tongue, sometimes you forget the vocab. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have the right words to say at the right time. Yeah, like uh, uh, I forgot, I forgot. I mean this, I mean that. Yeah, you can forget anytime, even in your mother tongue. Mm-hmm. Of course, in other languages, it will be much much difficult to speak uh, and you can forget any vocabulary because yeah. maybe nervous, limited nervous uh, yeah. like this podcast, <laughs> this podcast? yeah no. i have to think <laughs> oops <laughs> no la. yeah but yeah it, it's happens it's the fact, yeah. happen happens a lot but when it did happen what would be the best way for us to tackle the situation like the best way i think keep just talking. to acknowledge just keep talking keep i don't think it's best but There's some options, yeah. Keep talking, try to find the words, take some time. It's okay to to have like Stutters. silent moment. Silent. And if you cannot speak Chinese, yeah, of course we have a translators that would help us. I see. A lot of a lot of way, but I don't know which one is the best way. It that suits you well. It's up to you. Right. Yeah. In your opinion, ah, uh, did when Chinese people know that you cannot speak the language do you think it actually helps you the fact that they now can tolerate since they know you don't speak the language or do you think it is actually bad for you not to be able to speak the language do you get what i mean well in my job you have to tolerate it you I have see. to of course you have your own mother tongue and you can speak another language it's, it's already good enough also already good enough like you can speak english you can mm-hmm. speak chinese can speak French, you can speak Germany or you can speak Arabic or whatever. You cannot expect people to be able to speak your language, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah, of course, today English is one of the most common mm-hmm. second language for other people. But if people cannot speak Indonesians or cannot speak Chinese or cannot speak English, you have to tolerate it. That's yeah. why, that's how the diplomatic word works. and. Even though in, in some high-ranked people cannot speak English, so what? They will provide a translator. They will have at least a speech that write in English. Mm-hmm. But informal or in daily activities, of course, it's hard because I'm Asians again. <laughs> I'm Asians, but I cannot speak Chinese. And Chinese people think that I'm Chinese. And what? Puhui ma, puhui, 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 ting butong. Ah, ting butong. Sometimes Chinese people say that Oh, your pronunciation is good. Yeah, different mm. different people, different situations, different tolerance level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you addressed on a very important point there. Like, we are now so connected to each other. At one point, we will meet people who may not speak as good English or, in this case, Chinese as us. Mm. Or maybe you are the one who do not speak that same language. But... Mm. It is the common understanding between each other that a conversation needs to focus more on the meaning rather than the delivery, right? Even yeah. though the language maybe is not perfect, as long as you guys can mutually understand each yeah. other. Yeah. Even though if in your own mother language or in the same language you speak, sometimes you can misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah, it can be happen anytime. But like helping other people or doing something doesn't have to speak doesn't mean you have to speak the their language right mm-hmm. you can play football without speaking chinese or you can understand yeah. the meaning not understand the literal meaning but you can feel the meaning of the yeah. music 
just the, listening to the song or yeah. listen to the talk? There's just so many various expressions mm-hmm. and also medium to convey what you want to say, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you know there are many different communication styles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, different books have their own different theory. I will take some the material that was given by Toastmasters. I don't know if you know that uh, organization. That. Yeah. So basically, Toastmasters categorizes people into four different types. First is direct, initiating, supporting, and analytical. Mm. So yeah, direct is someone who is well yeah. very precise, very succinct. He wants to say, he wants to get to the point right away. He doesn't like to do like some small talks, you know. On the other hand, initiating is. Is someone who Initiate the initiates the conversation. He likes to keep it lively. Mm. He talks about jokes. He likes to discuss about the current meme. Basically, yeah, he's just very talkative, very lively, very enthusiastic. And then we go to the third type, uh, supportive. Supportive, supportive is us. one who is more yeah. uh, on the listening side. Mm. So he doesn't talk that much. Mm. He will just listen and gather as much information, and then he will just say when it is needed to. So he's more sympathetic in this kind of sense. He doesn't really like to take the floor. And then we go to the last one, analytical. It's a little bit similar to supportive, but the difference is that analytical likes to talk about figures, concrete mm. facts. He doesn't like to talk about some abstract things. Mm. He wants to know like, okay, you say that this business can work. Give me the finance, mm. give me the numbers. So what do you think you associate yourself as from one of these four? I never took this test. Yeah, I'm saying like, what do you think? What kind of I a communicator do you think you are? I think direct and analytic. I see. So you or or no, direct and supportive. I don't yeah. know if it makes sense or not. But in my job or in in any of your life, you have to be able to shift between the okay. between this. Yeah, you have your own base. Like for example, you are direct person, but you have to be able to become initiate sometimes sure you have to be able to be supportive you have to be able to be analytic yeah yeah yeah, yeah but maybe i'm direct and supportive i see yeah, yeah i sometimes i rarely initiate talk to be honest mm, sure i listen more maybe i don't know yeah because i think we can divide this four categorization into two quadrants first mm-hmm. is the extroverts yeah, i think yeah. extroverts will be more direct and initiating mm-hmm. the same time introvert will be as you said uh, more supportive and also analytical so you're saying that you can actually be both extrovert and introverted which is nice yeah well so yeah adapt, people right? call it like ambivert ambivert right. but maybe maybe i'm more introvert person yeah but yeah i have to be extrovert sometimes because like you said talking to other people promoting indonesia you have to engage people you have sure. to initiate and then when you have initiated you get response you have to be analytic is this possible is this can be done yeah yeah for example like business talk or whatever and then but you have to be supportive you have to listen to the other people what they say but you have to be direct also yeah i definitely agree with you being able to maneuver between these four types will make you a better communicator yeah just for the fun what do you think i am <laughs> i think it's pretty obvious right well, yeah i think you're initiate yeah initiating right yeah i took the test three times uh, I, I, i guess initiate and analytic a little bit direct uh, less supportive no no, no? so i'm always <laughs> okay. yeah i'm always initiating <laughs> and then the second is supportive okay and then third would be analytical fourth is direct so i'm actually not very direct like i like okay. to reframe my sentences mm. in such a way 
So maybe this is why there's this podcast, right? First, I like to initiate the talk, and then yeah. when you talk, I listen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just to put it very simple. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so if you have to apply this to your working environment right now in the embassy, do you think most people would fall into under one category? Like, do you think most people in your workplace, let's say, they are more direct? I know you said that you we need to be able to shift between these four, yeah. but what is the default? setting when you go to a work like do you have to keep it direct or you do have to keep it more analytical something like that oh to be honest i cannot answer that it's like <laughs> so there's no I, I i connect it with my first thing that i said the five thing that we do as a diplomat I yeah see. it depends on your uh when your task, right yeah now? if mm. you're reporting and then you have to be analytic yeah. if you're promoting you have to be initiative and more direct mm. right If you are protecting, of course, direct sometimes, and also supportive, listening to the people, mm. and, and so different tasks, different way of talk. I think you can be anyone in any spectrum, any place as a diplomat. Sure. You become a diplomat or you become something in your job is not because uh, your your way of talking, but it's more than more to way of thinking and the way you do it. Sure. Uh, sometimes people cannot talk well, so of course they cannot become a salesman. Yeah. They cannot promote, but they still can be a good diplomat if they can provide a good report, a good mm. analysis. I see. And uh, maybe they cannot talk well, but they can prepare the background story for other people to negotiate. Yeah, yeah something like that. They yeah, can yeah. complement each other. There is no one perfect. You cannot expect everyone to be. Perfect. You cannot expect everyone to be like what you want. Yeah. You have to be ready to accept other people, the way of thinking, way of talking, without degrading other people. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. That, I think there's a degree of empathy that you need to exercise in every time you meet some people, right? Because yeah. as a diplomat, you will meet new people every time. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people with a lot of way like, of talk, um, a lot of personalities. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be open. Like I said, now I'm in Shanghai, China. I don't know in the next three or four years where I will be. I sure. might be in Africa. Will be another culture, another way of talk, and maybe in, in Europe or maybe in South America. Yeah. Even even in in Indonesia, people in live who live in Jakarta and people who live in Surabaya or maybe people who live in Yogyakarta, it's yeah. different. It's so it's different. Even, I mean, even people within Jakarta. Within different. Jakarta, yeah. even even the people in your house. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you, if there's any listeners out there who are introverts, don't be discouraged. There's still more room for you in the embassy as long as your skill sets fit right to the job. Yeah, <laughs> so just like complement each other. Yeah. yeah, there are the introverts and then there's also extroverts there. Yeah, right, right, right. So you're saying that you are, you will be stationed in uh, different countries every two years. Huh? Yeah, usually every three or four years. For Indonesians, diplomats is like that. Three years or four years, and then go back to Indonesia. Maybe two or three years or four years, and then go again to other country, yeah. and then go again back to Indonesia, and so on and so forth. Go back yeah. and forth. People say that oh, exciting, yeah, like is it? <laughs> But the first person will say exciting. But yes, for it will be exciting. No, it's exciting. Of course, it's exciting. You can go to other country. You will live there. It's not only vacations. Yeah. It's not only three days business vacation trips, or yeah. business trip. It's like it will different. Sure. Exciting, yeah. But if you're like diplomats, for example, me three years in Shanghai, did I already learn Chinese? 
No, <laughs> I try to, but it's too hard for me. Yeah. And then it's too hard for me, and I'm thinking, okay, I will be here only for three or four years. I don't have time much or enough time to, uh, to learn Chinese. Yeah. So yeah, I, I will speak as as long as I can survive. Yeah. Well, but if. You listen to Ocha's episode. You need to start learning Mandarin because oh. Mandarin is yeah, will bring you far. <laughs> yeah, I would like to support that. I would like to support that. I don't know if you know or not. In according to PWC, before the COVID in 2017, the PWC said that China will be the number one in 2050. Wow. 2050, China will be the biggest and the largest economy in the world, and Indonesia. Surprisingly, people don't know this. Will be the number four. Yeah, it's in the top right? five. The top five. United States now in number one. Will be number three, and oh, India will number be number two. two. Oh, I see a trend here. So it's most likely countries with big population huh, will make it to the top five. Well, they they, they have a lot of Friend, categories. Yeah, yeah. And I don't really I haven't read it full report yet. But if you want to be better. Person or you have want to grab more opportunities. Of course, you will follow the number one. Yeah, China. Not just follow. You can copy it like what China did now. They copy yeah. United States. They copy everything you can copy. Yeah. And then you develop yourself. Not just copying like counterfeiting, but <laughs> like for example, yeah, China opened the Tesla here. They support Tesla, and then they all they build their own electric, electric car. car. Wow. And then yeah, I support that. Ucha said that you have to learn Mandarin. Of course, if you want to go to China, if you want to grab the opportunities in China, and you have to learn Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, of course, the number of people in China is 1.2 billion. Yeah. I don't know. It was like last 10 years because this year is another census. Maybe yeah, 1.4 yeah. billion people. It's like more it's like than five times Indonesia. Yeah, five times Indonesia and almost 15-20% of the world population. Yeah. Chinese is everywhere. You can find another <laughs> Chinatown, but you cannot find Indonesian town. <laughs> <laughs> it's never there. Never no, there. No, never. <laughs> That is why China is so smart. Like they invite US companies to come and develop in their market. At the mm. same time, they are learning from these products, right? They allow for more technological transfer so that they are getting smarter and smarter by the day. That's what we are doing now. Yeah. Indonesia doing that. That's why I don't want to bring this case up, but that's why we create the Ucipta Kerja. A foreigner will not know this, but yeah, labor regulations, yeah. something on like that. Okay, okay. That's yeah. how we have to invite investment and have transfer of technology. Sure. Maybe you think, oh yeah, Indonesia can do this and can do that. Of course, yeah, we can do that, but you have to learn it first. Sure. You cannot just copying it like copy phone like for example china copy iphone yeah and the first year they copy iphone and the second year they make iphone factory here and then after they build factory they copy how to make a iphone what the ingredients and what yeah, yeah yeah that's what happens that's step by step lah. you cannot copy it with just buying the phone and then try to reassemble it in your place and sure you just need like, some yeah. in- inside scoop <laughs> yeah you have to inside scoop sure, the transfer sure. actually technology and of course the expert Okay. Let's a little bit move the topic of communications <laughs> it's, it's to, going, to what I did. Yeah, it's going every day. closer to the danger zone. <laughs> it's not danger zone. It's, it's interesting zone actually. Yeah, yeah. We because can talk because about I it work next time. I work about it a lot 
uh, if you want to talk with my supervisor, the consul general, yeah, he will love to talk about. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's an invitation. <laughs> okay, okay, what I did, I think I really like our talk today. Like you talk on good points on communication. I think the first you said something about being a good communicator is when you practice more. Like so, enough stage time. There's no one who is born as a Nelson Mandela or Muhammad Gandhi. You, not Muhammad, Mahatma Gandhi. So you just Muhammad have Ali. <laughs> <laughs> so you just have to keep practicing, right? And then number two is uh, I also remember you said something about when you talk to people, you, you just focus on the message instead of the delivery. And then just now the third, you also mentioned something about as a communicator, you also have to pay attention, like pay attention to the different social norms, or social rules in certain countries. Maybe in this region, you need to use salutations, and others you just call people by name. This is very small, very subtle, but if you don't do it, people will notice, and that could make some very bad impressions. And you don't want that definitely as a diplomat or just as a normal person in general, right? You want to be kind and nice to every people. Definitely, thank you for coming in. I think you make some good speakers. <laughs> I mean, usually when when I have a podcast with Indonesian speakers, they would be a little bit hesitant to do it in English because it's not their mother tongue. But I'm very amazed and I really respect when you said that. No, I just want to do this in English because you also want to practice your English, which is a very good gesture. Yeah, I say it because I'm working in China. Yeah, my English will be like a little bit deteriorating, <laughs> so I have to speak more oh. English. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's good, right? Usually people would just say, "No, my English is too bad. I don't want to do this, especially for a public podcast." But you actually twisted the other way around and said, "No, let me do this so I can practice." Yeah, I need feedback. If you think that, "Oh, yeah, you're wrong in this, you're wrong in that," it's okay. But if you want to criticize, this is another thing. If you want to criticize people, don't just criticize it. Don't just point the mistake. Point the mistakes and then show how to make it right. Sure. Like, oh, yeah, you're wrong. This. You're wrong. And then you don't say anything else. Like okay. you're bad. And then what else? I see. No, if you're bad, okay. For example, Andre, you're bad at this. So I think you have to read in this area. You can go to this place, or you can learn this at this website or that. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. just pointing out that's the, called the, the constructive the criticism. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. constructive criticism. Yeah. Right. I remember when one of my favorite YouTubers, he said. When every time I go to a cinema, no matter how shitty the movie is, I would never comment negative about it because I know I would never be able to make a movie. Right. So I don't want to discredit what they have done because that in itself is already a work of art, and we just need to appreciate it, right? It could be. Yeah. Okay. Go. Final question before we wrap mm-hmm. up. If you can choose where you want you want to be stationed at, what country will you choose? I have several country that I would like to be stationed or posted. First, I would like to go Italy. Italy, Italy. Mamma mia, Mamma mia, si, te amo Italy. Because I like football. Right. Yeah. yeah. Juventus. So that's why I, I really want to go to. Yeah. Sure. So after Italy, second. And second, Netherlands. Netherlands. Because I have some family there, and yeah, uh, I speak a little bit Netherlands. Yeah. I learned a little bit Netherlands. Go back to our very original root of Indonesia. Very patriotic. Not original. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I would like some original root of Indonesia. Just, <laughs> just, just, I just like there. It's just like I the like environment and the vibe of those people. Okay, yeah, no problem. Uh, doesn't have to be sure, sure, offended sure. for the Dutch. Yeah, you, you know, are good I people. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, okay. All right. Go. Really love it to have you here. I wish you all the best of luck going forward. Yes, thank yeah. you. Stay healthy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also for the less listeners, that will be the end of the episode. 
if you managed to make it this far, thank you very much for listening. As always, I hope you have a good day, have a good weekend, and an even better one ahead. For now, we'll be saying bye-bye to Core Reddit. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.